Welcome to church. All right. Thank you for indulging me that. We are going to be picking this up again in January. I would like to go line through line through the book of Revelation. So if anybody is interested in that, we will offer a Friday night in January, and we'll just keep going until we do the whole book. And um, I always do a, you know, a disclaimer that there's none of us that know exactly what's going to happen. Amen? And so I'm just doing my very best through the people that I listen to and my interpretation and in reading the Bible. I do spend a lot of time studying this, um, so I try and give you the best word-based um, um, reason for why I think all these things are going to happen a certain way. And, uh, but this I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, okay? It is not God's will that anybody in this room suffer his wrath. You have to know that. You have to know that once you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you did all the dying you were ever going to do. And God's not going to take his bride and let her get beat up and bruised and kicked and beheaded and all that before he marries her. Come on. You got to believe that it's not his will for you to go through any type of that. There's tribulation in the world, isn't there? My goodness, this place can get tough sometimes. It's a hard place. I mean, and I got every convenience known to man, and it can still be a hard place. I watched those children yesterday, 170 kids, and they sat there in those, in those rows watching the gospel being presented to them. You know, and they didn't have shoes, and some were wearing swimming goggles, and they just, whatever they had on, when they came out of bed, they came running out to that bus, and that's how they got on that bus. <laughs> but they had such an innocence and such a joy about them. It just, it just pierces your heart. Amen? So it, we are not destined for wrath. Thank you, Lord. You have to remember that and know that. So this morning, I just want to take a few minutes, and we're continuing talking about faith for the holy days. Amen? Faith for the holy days. We are right now about two weeks away from Christmas. We are in it to win it. Amen? Amen. You are starting to lock down and... You know, get set on who you're giving what to and what parties you're going to go to. And, oh, my goodness, this week you're going to have all of the kids' presentations and all the schools. And, you know, Mom, I'm shepherd number one and I'm sheep number two and I'm the tree and, you know, all the costumes. And got to have cookies, Mom. I signed you up to bring cookies. You're just now telling me this, Johnny, that you signed me up to bring cookies. Yes, Mom, you're bringing 50 cookies for my class. Okay, I'm on it. Super Mom comes out, right? But um, the most important thing, the single most important thing that you can have during the holidays is Jesus Christ. Whatever you do, don't trade any of these worldly things for any of your personal private time with the Lord. Amen? If you don't spend personal private time with the Lord, then you are putting yourself at a deficit. And uh, I think a lot of bad things happen in the world today because we got too many people that are working from a deficit. And they have no more patience. They have no more understanding. They don't, you know, if you cut them off in traffic, their gun's going to come out because you know what? They have had it. You're stand Anybody ever have your mother tell you that you're standing on my last nerve? Amen. You are on my last nerve. You are not going to like what's getting ready to happen if you keep going with what you're about to do. 
And so the number one thing that you can give this year, if you want to give the gift that fits everybody, that never has to be returned, just give love. Amen. Amen? Give love this year. That's your number one thing. I want to give love. If you want to give yourself something, and everybody should give yourself something for Christmas, we talked about it the last couple of weeks, forgive. That's a gift for you. That's a gift that will release you. You'll have the best Christmas you've ever had. If we can deal with that forgiveness, I spent a couple of weeks talking about that if you want to catch up uh, the last two services. But this morning, guess what? We're going to go on a diet. Not a single clap, not a single, not anything, nothing at all. It's like, what did that man just say? Why would I want to do a word that starts with the word die in it? Why would I want to bring that into my life? But we're going to go on a diet this morning. Are you ready? We're going to go on a diet of care, of worry, of fear, and anxiety. Amen? We are going to, we're going to lose 20 pounds the hard way. We are going to get rid of all the worry and all the doubt and all the anxiety and all the things that try and add so much emotionally to us that we feel like we can't even go on sometimes. We're so heavy with all of the things that are going on in our world today. And like I said before, this is a serious time that we live in. These are not things that if you just go, asleep, go to sleep tomorrow that they're all of a sudden just going to be gone. No, no, no. There are real things, but they have to be dealt with. But I have good news for you today. Amen? You're not the Savior. You are not the Savior. And the minute you try and act as the Savior in any situation with any person, you are negating the anointing of God that's on Jesus Christ to deal with these situations. We were not made to carry worry. Our bodies do not know what to do with it. It does not have a mechanism. When I, when, as I've worked at the gym and I worked for Jeff, you know, probably 10 or 15 years ago, I did the fitness desk up front. And we would, anybody that came to the gym, I was their first person that they would meet. We would do a little health assessment. We would take them around. We would show them how to lose all the weights. It was a great job. I loved it. But I learned about trans fats. And I had never learned about those before. And the way that I would describe it to these kids was, because these were mostly, um, I would teach it to either kids or new people to the gym, is that because God made the apple and God made me, when I eat the apple, they identify each other. Same creator. My body knows exactly what to do with that apple that one day I'm going to eat. Amen? It knows it because they're the same creator. But when I eat an Oreo... I eat a Shipley's donut because that is not something made by the same creator. That is a man-made fat. When it goes into my body, my body goes, huh? I have no idea where to put this. I cannot begin to imagine what to do with that Shipley's donut because your body, it doesn't recognize it. Do you know that our body has the same response against worry? It has. There is no compartment in you that is made to hold worry. 
There's none. Now, worry can only affect your soul. Your body doesn't worry and your spirit doesn't worry. But your emotions do. Your soul does. And when your soul worries, it affects the body. It slows us down. So 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. It says, beginning in verse, let's see, verse 6. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. It says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. I'm sorry, wrong scripture. Uh, Verses 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So, In the Greek and in the Hebrew, what does that mean, casting all of my care? What does all mean in the Greek and in the Hebrew? It means all. There are no secret little sets of things that we are supposed to carry with us as our badge of worry for other people. Have you ever seen somebody worried and they come to you and they're mad at you because you're not worried too? Don't you see how important this is? Don't you see we should be freaking out? I am casting the care. My dear friend, Pastor Tracy Harris, I can't tell you how many of my phone calls with him have started just like that. Well, brother, just cast the care. Okay, just cast the care. What does that even look like? How do you do that? Is there a pill for that? Is there a song? You know, is there a button you push? But it is an exercise of our faith and an exercise of humility. Humility. When we think we can fix people outside of God, that is one of the most prideful things we can ever do. To think that I am the Savior. I'm the one that's going to fix them. I'll go after them. I'll get them. And when we do that, now if God tells you to do it and God's with you to do it and there's a grace to do it, it's going to come out perfect every time. But if we feel it's our job to try and save everybody, all of a sudden we start taking all the... Because what happens is, is you start listening to that person. And all that person does is you become the receptacle of all the horrible things that are going on in their life. They are dumping and dumping and dumping and dumping. And I'll be honest with you, there are some people who are so caught up in what they're worried about and all their stuff, they repeat the same story to you over and over and over. They've even practiced it. They rehearsed it. They know when to do the dramatic pause. And then he said this. I'm not mocking anybody, but I am saying it becomes our identity. It becomes who we are. We are caught up in this thing that this person, we are not made. We are not receptacles. Amen. We have to constantly be washing our spirits and our souls out with the washing of the water of the word because we're not made. That kind of stuff, it can harden your heart. It can harden your arteries. Amen. It can stop us from loving 
when I am sitting there and don't think that you're doing something wrong if you won't sit down with somebody and worry. There's nowhere in the Bible where it says God has sympathy. It's not in there. There's nowhere where God said he walked by somebody and said, yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. So where do you want to go for lunch? What did God do when he came in contact with these types of things? Compassion showed up. When we use biblical compassion, when we use the love of God with somebody, that's a whole different ballgame. Because now they're, they're rolling their cares onto him and not onto you. Amen. Amen? Out of the Amplified Bible, 1 Peter chapter 6 says, Casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on him. This is what I love. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. That word care, when it says casting all of your care, it means distractions. It means anxieties. It means burdens. And it means worries. It means to be anxious beforehand about daily life. If we get up every single day and we're worried already about how this day is going to go, we're at a deficit. We have got to get up every single day and we've got to get ahead of this thing. Like I said before, if you will get up and begin to frame your world with faith-filled words, you will not have time to worry. You will not have time to worry when you start declaring how your day is going to go or what it's going to be like. And even maybe there are valid things, you know, I might lose my job today. That's great. That's a big thing. But guess what? You were looking for one when you found that one. Your God's still on the throne. You're still not alone. Even if the worst thing, what I like to do with worry is I like to say, fine, devil, let's take this to the end. What's the worst possible thing that can happen right now? What's the worst thing that can happen in this situation? I'm still going to be okay. Why is that? Because I'm not alone. I'm not alone. God has not departed from me my whole life. Even when I turned my back on him and ran from him, he was still with me. I was never alone. You are never alone. You are never separated from the love of God. All you have to do is act on it. Use your faith. Believe God. Speak the kind of day you're going to have. Well, I'm just worried. You know, the rain's coming. I'm just worried. I'm just worried they're going to be out of gas. I'm just worried. I'm just worried. Oh, and here's the worst one. I'm just worried about what's going to happen with America, with whoever's president. I'm just worried. I'm just so worried. I lay in bed at night. There's not a president ever born that has the power to affect how you feel. I don't care who he is. I don't care who she is. I don't care what they are. Why do we give them so much power? What's the Bible say we're supposed to do with leaders and those in authority? No, it says worry for them. It says worry about them. You know, it means, you know, get on Facebook and just thrash anybody that doesn't believe what you believe. That's what it means. What's the Bible say we're supposed to do with those that are in authority? That's it. That's it. Now, does that mean I, I stand for everything that they stand for? Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. And how do I exercise that God-given right? What do I do? I vote. Wow. Pretty hardcore, isn't it? I went and voted. I went and voted to, for whoever I believed most exemplified what I believe. And trust me, folks, we only got two choices. It's not like there's 90 of them and you get to do a beauty pageant, you know, and they come walking across and you get to choose, you know, which one's going to do what you think that they're going to do for you. Guess what? They're all liars. They have good intentions. There's a big difference between campaigning and ruling. There's a huge difference between campaigning and ruling. It's the difference between the honeymoon and the marriage. You got two of the greatest weeks of your life. And then reality and life sets in and now you become husband and wife. I loved every minute of it, honey. You are amazing. I thought she was back with the kids. You are amazing. No, I'm kidding. But there's a difference. Listen, folks, how many times are there even TV shows, my big great wedding, and people put hundreds of thousands of dollars into this honeymoon, into this wedding, and they put nothing into the marriage? And we wonder why the divorce rate is the way that it is, because our priorities are off. Listen to me. Don't worry. Be happy. Amen? I'd write a song. That'd be a good song, wouldn't it? Don't worry. Be happy. Now listen, I got great news for you this morning. God's great love provides for both our daily needs and our special needs. Listen to me. Each and every one of us, there are big things in our life that we need his help with. Amen? But you know what? Let's get down into the the small stuff of our day, little things, preferences that we have, little things that we're hoping for, you know, little, little spots of things that deal just specifically. These are not life-changing things. These are not things that are going to, you know, change the world, but they're important to me. There's something, Lord, that's special just to me. It's like when God blows you a little kiss. And that little unexpected thing shows up on your desk that you didn't ask for, but you've always wanted. That's God. Look how intimate. Look how special. Look how affectionate. Look how much he cares. He cares so much more about us than I think we ever give him credit for. We look at him as this big, aloof God up off in heaven, you know, having to deal with all these world things. And he's no saying, no. It's important to me that you got that gift that you wanted. It's important to me that that sale went on longer than it was supposed to. It was important to me that you were in the right place at the right time and you got that little something from that somebody, which means nothing to anybody else, but for you, it was everything. That's my God. That's my God. He is affectionate, he is timely, and he cares for what you care about. Amen. So why do I have to worry? Why do I have to worry? Even if it does go exactly as bad as they think it's going to go, I'm still going to be okay. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews that Abraham reasoned in himself that even if his son was killed, God was able to raise him from the dead. Folks, that's where we have to get. This company can close. This job can go away. 
You know, this, this whole thing can be dead, gone, and buried. But you know what? My God has resurrection power. My God, I have seen God raise things from the dead. We had a friend who's the actor that you, Dennis O'Neill. Dennis O'Neill uh, has a ministry called Actors for Christ. Dennis O'Neill, uh, he always wanted to be on Texas Walker, Texas Ranger, whatever. And so he wanted to be on that show and be on that show and be on that show. And it just never happened. And finally the show, it went off the air. And he was like, God, I wanted to be on that show. Do you know that they brought it back for another three years and he got to be on it? Come on, somebody. God cares for what you care about. The problem is, is that we get shoved in this, I'm unrighteous, and I was bad, and I'm never worthy enough, and I'm not good, and God cannot make you any more righteous than you are right now. You are never going to be better than you are right now. There's not an extra level of wax God's going to put on you so you're finally shiny enough to get what you're believing for. You are righteous right now. Start acting like it. Start believing it. Start confessing it. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his offspring beg for bread. Are you righteous? Then you're not forsaken. You're never alone. You always have just what you need for every situation. You're never late. You're always on time. You never miss a sale. You're always right where you're supposed to be with the right amount of money. Always. And God will change laws in this country to profit you. He will move on behalf of you in court cases. He will move on you when it comes to wills. He will move on you when there have been things that have been lost from hereditary reasons or whatever. You will have government things go in your favor. That is the favor of God. But we got to exercise it. We got to believe God for it. Amen. We got to believe God for it. Out of the Passion Translation, it says, pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. For he always tenderly cares for you. Always. When it says that he cares for you, it means that he is concerned. It means that he is especially paying attention. It means he is giving thought to. It means he is taking an interest that it matters to him. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17 it says, therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Verse 18, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. And I've said this before, but it bears repeating. Jesus is our high priest. Amen. In order for you to be a high priest, you had to come out of man to stand in the place for man. If God, if Jesus was just like Superman for just from another planet that just came into the earth but never lived here, when I go to him as my high priest and I say, hey, Jesus, I'm dealing with anger. And he goes, what's anger? I'm not from here. I don't understand what anger is. When I go to Jesus and I say, Jesus, I'm dealing with lust. Lust? I don't know what that is. I've never experienced that. I don't know how to help you in that area. 
Do you see why Jesus had to be born in the flesh and walk this earth for 33 years for each and every one of us? So that when each and every one of us goes to him, he gets you. Because he says, you know what? I got tempted like that too. Come here, let me tell you about that. Do you know that I was rejected? Do you know that my best friends turned on me too? I know what it's like when people betray. I had Judas Judas and Peter do it right there, right before I went on the cross. Yeah, it was tough. I get you. I know it's when family members think that you're crazy. Yeah, I was there. They all came and they were like, hey, Jesus, what's up? And I had to do the whole who is my father and mother thing. I get you, man. Anger? Oh, yeah. See, but I could have gotten angry. I could have brought down legions of angels and just decimated the whole place. But I had a Starbucks instead and just relaxed and chilled about it. I'm kidding. No. You see what I'm saying? Jesus is our high priest. He identifies with everything that you're going through. So when we go to him, he understands. And he doesn't just sit there, like I said, and have sympathy. Oh, poor baby. Oh, poor baby. One day it's going to, you know, in the sweet and by and by, you're going to be okay. No, no, he says, hey, you know what? Let's fix this. Let's fix this right now. If you'll just believe me, I'll turn this thing around for you. If you'll get out of yourself and get into me, I'll show you how to deal with this situation. And what you've been dealing with for 30 years, I'll take care of it in one second if you'll allow me. That's what God is saying to us this morning. Quit worrying, especially about the people in your life who you know are not living for God right now. Quit worrying about them. You got to believe God for their soul and say this out of Joshua, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Amen. I've made my house bigger to include other people in it because we're not going to let them go to hell. Enlarge your house. Amen. Amen. Just because people, listen to me, people are always going to act the worst right before they get saved. You're going to start praying for somebody and it's going to get worse. That's a good thing. That means the Holy Ghost is working on them. That means they're trying to get that last bit of goofy out of them before they're like, all right, I want you in. Amen. Don't worry. Be happy. He gets us. Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Psalm 37, 25, which I already said, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging for bread. Verse 26, he is ever merciful and lends and his descendants are blessed. Begin to see yourself as the one that's the lender and not the one that's the borrower. Make a shift in how you come to, we always come to God with need. Let's start going to God with wanting to help meet the need of another person. Lord, whose need can I help meet today? All of a sudden, when I take the emphasis off of me in my life and put it on helping someone else, all of a sudden my problems get very, very small. The happiest people that I ever have met are people that live their lives helping others. Some of the saddest people I've ever met in my life are people that just sat there alone and all they did was think about themselves. Listen to me. That's the worst thing. The worst thing you can ever tell or somebody can ever tell you is, you know, I'm just going to get away so I can go find myself. 
They're telling you two things. Number one, they're telling you that they're lost. Number two, you don't want to find yourself. You do not want to keep finding yourself because there's never going to be a time you look at yourself and go, oh, yeah, you're perfect. You have everything under control. You're, you're good. Your heart's good. Your hair's good. You know, I got everything. I look good. I feel good. I smell good. There's never one time you're ever, the whole advertising industry is based on the fact that we know that we're not perfect. That's why they keep selling us the mouthwash that we have to have, that if we just have this mouthwash, it's the missing piece to your life. It will change everything. Don't worry. Look at your neighbor and say, don't worry. Look at your other neighbor and say, be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Let me finish with this. Probably some of the most famous scripture in the Bible, Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. It is not, is not life more than food, more than clothing. That whole scripture encapsulates, uh, encapsulates Christmas. That's Christmas in a nutshell. I'm worried about what I'm going to wear. I'm worried about what I'm going to eat. I'm worried about what's going to happen with my body. That's Christmas. Now, let me be honest with you. Jesus understands everything and all the stress and worry that goes along with Christmas because he was at the first one. <laughs> he was at the very first one. He understands all of the preparations and details that go into it. Amen? But here's one thing that Jesus never did that day. He didn't worry. Amen. He came from very, very humble beginnings. What was the joke? Why was there silence before Jesus was born? Because Mary wouldn't talk to Joseph because he didn't book a room in time. So they weren't talking to each other. <laughs> I told you to book a room. Honey, I'm sorry. I tried. I couldn't find anything. Don't worry. Amen. Whatever it is that you're about to go through, and some of these things are big things, and some of these things are heavy things, don't worry. You're not alone. Constantly do what Michelle and I constantly have to say to one another. I have to cast the care. We have to become professionals at casting the care. i got to roll the care. How do you do that? That means that, Lord, I just release this to you. Let's just practice right now. I want you to think about the one thing that's trying to dominate your thinking. Think about the one thing that is trying to hold you back from it's holding you emotionally captive, it's holding you physically captive. Uh, there's some unknowns involved with it. I totally get that. But I just want you to get a picture right now. Close your eyes. And I want you to get a picture of you taking whatever that weight is off of your shoulders and rolling it onto his shoulders. See yourself physically do that. Roll the care. Cast the care. You throw that off and you throw it over onto Jesus. Listen to me. That man's shoulders can carry the whole world. He can carry the whole world. He can carry my burdens along with yours. Get a picture and by faith and on purpose, cast the care. 
cast the care, and then begin to ask the Lord, Lord, what is your will? What is your, what is your plan for this situation, Lord? How can I be better prepared for what I'm getting ready to go through, Lord? And all of a sudden, when you begin to cast the care, all of a sudden the fear will go along with it. And the next thing you know, you're walking, you can make a little joke again, you're a little bit happier, a little bit lighter in the loafers. But guess what? You're going to get tempted with it. The minute you walk out of this room, whatever you just talked about, is going to try and roll right back, back on your shoulders. And you're going to have to, on purpose, make a quality decision that I am not going to take the care, specifically the care of Christmas, on to me. This, listen to me. This should be the greatest season for us as a believer. This is where we get to shine the brightest. It's the birth of our Savior. Now, of course, we don't know if he was born on December 25th, and I, I, I totally get that. But we set aside this day to commemorate it. Yeah. Amen? This is our day. Amen? Our, this is, this is, the, this is the, the holiday of lights. Amen? A bright light came into a very, very dark world. And this is what we're celebrating. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, thank you for both sermons today. That was fun. Let's stand to our feet. As Pastor Michelle said, um, I made a, an error last Sunday, and I neglected to do something that I should have done. And I, I want to do something um, I want to honor. How many of you had December birthdays? Raise your hand. Amen. Raise your hand. My son Luke turned 18 last Friday. And now that he's 18, we're kicking him out of the house to go get a job and go. No, but happy birthday, Luke. Luke is, uh, Luke runs all of our, believe it or not, one of our most technical people here at the church. And, uh, him with Jonathan, they're in charge of running everything you see of our streaming, anything you see online. Um, you know, Jack does everything you see as far as reels and videos and things like that. But Luke really is my number two technical person and is probably going to be going to college. And that's what he'll be studying is a continuation. How interesting that he came to church, put his hand to the plow, find out where God had given him giftings, and now he's going to go to college. We're not wasting any money on him as to, I don't know who I am, I don't know what I'm going to do, I don't know what I'm going to be. How interesting that when we bring and raise our kids in church, that they can find out who their purpose is and what their purpose is before they leave. Isn't that good? Go ahead. Go ahead. Since he took the liberty to do this, I just want to add something. Luke Pigeon... His deepest desire is to be a firefighter. And I believe that he will put out the fires of hell because he's not afraid to be a very strong Christian. Amen. In front of anyone. And so we're just exalting the God in you today and saying happy birthday. And we also want to acknowledge every birthday in here because December birthdays are challenging. You kind of get smushed in with Christmas. Raise your hand high if you have a December birthday. Happy birthday to yeah. all the December birthdays that get smushed in with Christmas and forgotten sometimes. I have to ask. We do not forget you. Is we anybody, you. Was Happy anybody birthday. in here born on Christmas? What's the closest date we have to Christmas? What was your birth? 22nd. You got hosed bad on that deal. I would talk to your parents about that's not right. Who I'm, else? I'm actually flying out of here. Christian, when was your, when was your birthday? 26th. Aww. 
day after. So, I'm, I'm flying out on the 26th because my dad's birthday is the 27th. So you don't get birthday presents wrapped as Christmas presents, right? Oh, that would be the worst. Let's sing happy birthday to the December birthday. Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, all December birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Thank you for letting Hallelujah. us do that today. Happy birthday, December babies. Love you. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're going to let you go. Just know that we go in the next couple of weeks are just different schedule-wise, so please remember that. We will do one Sunday school class. Would you give Steve a great hand for his Sunday school class? He did an amazing job in there, uh, and he's gone for almost eight to ten weeks, and I'm very, very thankful. Thank you for that. We are so gifted when it comes to the teaching discipleship um, arm of the Lord. Um, but I'll be doing the final Sunday school class of this year. I'll be doing it in here in the sanctuary. It'll be on tithing. And I just encourage you to come be a part of that. We do have some different meetings that are getting ready to take place. So if you are part of the Thailand team, if you would come down here. If you are going to the women's ministry holiday of lights, if you would go back to Pastor Michelle and Miss Chesley in the back. Um, but just listen. I just bless you in the name of the Lord. I bless you. You cannot be cursed. I declare that you're going to be in the right place at the right time with everything that you need, that you're not lacking in any good thing for those that are still believing for Christmas bonuses. I say in the name of Jesus, come now in the name of Jesus. For those of you that are getting ready to deal with relatives or family or travel and that whole thing, I just plead the blood of Jesus over you. I speak traveling mercies over you. I declare you will be on the right seat on the right airplane to the right next to the right person. Lord, and that if crazy Uncle Ed comes to Christmas this year, that you are more than enough, that God is more than able. Amen. And Father, I just thank you that we'll keep politics out of the holidays. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, yeah, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. But we will keep it. Let's keep it what it's supposed to be like. Amen. Let's keep it Christ-centered in Jesus' name.